720 WGN. It was a year ago that we were hit with some really hot days, unusually warm days in Chicago for May. And that's when three women, Gwendolyn Osborne, Dolores McNeely, and Janice Reed, lost their lives. And the Cook County Medicals, Medical Examiner's Office said it was environmental heat exposure was the most tragic story. Representative Kelly Cassidy is with us. She's an Illinois state rep, and you're hoping that something will be done so that this doesn't repeat itself, right? Absolutely. Um, And I will say, in the immediate aftermath of that horrific day, um, Alderwoman Haddon and others on the city council made changes to the, the city's ordinance around building temperatures. Um, but working together with her and Senator Simmons, we were very much aware that more needed to be done, that we needed to make sure that we were closing any of the possible um, reasons why this could happen. Um, and so uh, th- this bill that, that we passed last week, um, that Senator Simmons passed out of the Senate earlier, um, would, would put in place basic requirements for any future affordable housing developments financed by the state that would require that the residents have some control over the temperature of their units. Um, a pretty simple co- contemplation, really. Um, and, and that would have made all the difference in the world, even if that meant getting window unit air conditioners into those units. It, it, it doesn't have to be a complex or expensive fix. It just has to be available. And they had reached out for help, and whoever was in charge of that building really didn't respond to what they were asking. They, they didn't get any response at all, did they? Well, it, it, the older woman spent the, the several days leading up to the, the, the death um, in contact with the building management, asking them to, to make the switch, asking them to, you know, figure out some other way to make sure that people weren't too hot um, and knowing that the temperature, temperatures were continuing to climb. And, you know, they, you know, either through, I, I can't speak to what, what led them to misinterpret the city's ordinance, but they blamed the city's ordinance, which very clearly was not to blame here. They were saying they weren't allowed to turn off the heat, and that's simply untrue. So this bill requires that air conditioning is available at state-funded affordable housing. Is that based on a date, or is it based on the weather? All future, no, this will, what, and really this is what's key to this the resident has to have some control over the temperature in their unit. And, and then it can no longer be, you know, th- that this building has this, you know, very complex called two pipe system where they, they run cold water in the summer and they run hot water in the winter. And, and it's very complicated to turn over and, and they didn't want to have to do that. Um, there were no temperature controls in any of the units. Um, mm. And so these folks weren't able to get relief. With this very simple requirement in place, this won't have to happen again. And it also establishes daytime and nighttime temperature requirements for colder months as well, correct? It it doesn't speak to all of those pieces so much as being able to maintain your own temperature and being able to make that switch quickly without... So it references various ordinances that do have dates in them. That's what the city's ordinances do as well. Um, but, but this moves us away from that hard and fast date control and moves more closely to a residence control, which is 
you know, frankly, you know, just because you're living in an affordable housing doesn't mean that you shouldn't have control over your comfort. And do you think the governor will sign it? Um, I've not spoken to anyone in the governor's office, but um, it, it passed unanimously out of both chambers. So I'm, I'm, I feel pretty confident. I'm sure that's, um, you know, a welcome to relief to people who live in state-funded affordable housing because not having control over how hot or how cold it is in your apartment is miserable. It was such a terrible day, honestly. Like, I, 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 I can... I can feel how hot it was in there. I can see the faces of the residents who had just lost a neighbor, who were afraid to go back in their apartments, um, who didn't believe that any help was coming. That was the worst part. They didn't believe that help was possible. And when we say state-funded affordable housing, any idea of how many units, buildings, homes this is uh, going to impact in Chicago? You know, it, it varies year on year, but um, the Illinois Housing Development Authority finances projects all over the state, um, and it's it's a rolling thing. So it's constant that there were, there will always be projects under development that, that we are supr- providing the financing for. Okay, so for those living in that situation, that's something, if the governor signs it into law, that there will be some, some changes made in, in their units. Well, these are all. This is all future construction and and substantial remodeling. So, when they go to upgrade a system, for example, this will be what's required of of an upgraded system, and any new buildings will have to have this. Well, that's kind of tragic because that means people who are living in possibly the very building that these women died in might not see any change until a remodeling project is you know and funded is, and taken care of. This is why I said at the beginning, right? It's it's both. So, doing what the city could do around clarifying the heating and cooling ordinance and making clear that there has to be, um, like, for example, the way that this building would comply properly would be to make the switch to cooling and make, make space heaters available, for example. They, you know, they cited, and you and I both know this, I've lived here long enough, May and June, you can go through all four seasons in one day. Mm-hmm. So I get it, um, but you got to be creative and be thoughtful about the humans that are in your care. I hope they I hope they will be. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Illinois State Rep Kelly Cassidy. Lauren has your news. She's in for Steve. That is coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. And then we'll talk to Pat Tomasulo. He's he's good for putting a laugh on our face. He does a bit about his first trip overseas. I think it might be relatable for Kevin Powell, who just got back from Italy over the weekend. We'll see if they can compare notes to sports guys. That comes up on 720 WGN.